It's Dave O and Killian White's KC Press Box, powered by FanDuel. The KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports investing. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, let's head to the KC Press Box with your hosts, Dave O and Killian White. Well, they aren't playing this afternoon, Friday, April 21st, 2023. But if they were, the Royals would be losing right now. And they will later tonight. I say you got to wait till nighttime, right? Yeah, tonight they're on the West Coast. Uh, right. Facing Otani tonight. We know how this one's going to end. The biggest yeah. underdog of the day in MLB. We'll talk plenty about that. Are they even a part of our lock of the week today? Possibly. We have that coming up. Welcome to the KC Press Box. It's your man, Davo, and... Sharpshooting Killian White. In the house. And Killian, people listening don't know this because it's been a couple of weeks since our last show. And we apologize for that. But... You know this, and I need you to go ahead and say it right now. Oh, yeah. Daddy's getting hot. Daddy is and, hot. And he hasn't been sharing his pics, but he's he's just texted me after the fact, and he's like, hey. Oh, stop. <laughs> I'm not making it up. They're all real. I'll be honest no, with no, you. I'm not, saying, I'm not accusing you of making anything oh, okay. up. I'm just saying you're winning, but you're not sharing. All I'm going to say is I have won seven days in a row betting on baseball with FanDuel Sportsbook. Seven in a row. Now, I will make one disclaimer. There were two days. I've been keeping track of all my picks. I'm going through some hell in my life. We'll keep the personal life out of it, but it's been a stressful, a, a stressful uh, time for me. So there was two days where I just didn't have the energy or you know the positivity, the the want, the desire to drive to Kansas to put bets in. And I will say those two days that I would have bet, I would have lost. So I would be seven of my last nine because those were two days in a row. It was last weekend, but I've won seven days in a row in MLB. Is that an extension of trusting your gut, though? I think you just maybe. Yeah, I call it a winning streak. It could be. I mean, (laughs) you're right because one of the days I was like, this is not a good enough bet. I'm not going to do it. So that's fair. That's fair. So, and one thing with baseball is, you know, there's some days where there's really some really great value in bets because baseball is all about value, right? With starting pitching and matchups and how a series has gone, uh, you know, you're basically betting on a team to win either the game or the first five. Do you bet first five? By the way, some people love that. I don't bet a ton of baseball. I do. I uh, it is kind of fun. And I, I, there's a guy that I follow that's really really good at first five. So well, thanks, been, Killian. Yeah. Oh, there's somebody else besides me. I say you, you're your first five guy. No, I don't do first fives. <laughs> I do full games. That's yeah, what no. men do. Yeah, so I, like I said at the top of the show, I'd tell you more if I had heard those picks ahead of time. Yeah, right. Um, well, that's true. You did give you gave me a money line parlay earlier in the week, and it hit. It was like one thirty seven or something. And I hit you. Uh, I we you and I both been playing the Dinger Tuesdays on. Is that what they call it? Right? Yeah, Dinger Tuesdays on, on Fanduel. And Fanduel, where you basically what Kelly and I have been doing is anytime there's a Coors Field game on Tuesday, you put you, what, what what the whole thing is. If you don't know, is you bet twenty five dollars on somebody to have an anytime home run in the game, and whatever game you choose for every home run hit combined between the two teams, you do get five dollar bonus bets back. So right. the first week I had um, Ryan McMahon put twenty five, got back. 140 because he hit one and right. I won. Plus, there was five home runs in the game, so I got 25 in bonus bets. So it ended up being like 170 bucks off of 25. Then this last week, you and I rode with Charlie Blackman, who hit two balls off the top of the right oh, field wall, including the last one was about four feet away. It would have been a home run in 27 out of 30 parks. That's the one time that Coors Field screwed us. I got a uh, narrated video by Davo after mm-hmm. the, the last one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little play by play. Yeah, I sent it to him. I'm like, you, you believe this crap, man? I'm like five feet away. It was two outs in the ninth, too, when he had that. But we ended up getting back 15 bucks in bonus bets. Only lost 10 bucks. So it's, it's real fun. I encourage you on Tuesdays with MLB to do Dinger Tuesdays. But we're going to talk uh, about MLB and the NFL kind of equally on today's show. How are you doing overall, by the way, man? Yeah, doing great. Um, did a little research. There's a couple uh, moves that I didn't even know about, but I was just kind of making sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of news in the NFL. 
There is a lot of news. And, and again, we are, I would say, 70% an NFL podcast. We do. We also, of course, do a decent amount of college basketball, a decent amount of MLB, and a little bit of college football. So NFL, though, is still largely our bread and butter, both uh, you know, season-long fantasy, DFS, and obviously, most importantly, props and betting on games and, and everything you can do now in FanDuel Sportsbook in the state of Kansas. Looks like the state of Missouri. And shout-out to Senator Denny Hoskins for blowing it again. Looks like there won't be sports betting in Missouri because Denny Hoskins Hoskins is taking um, money from uh, VLT companies and making sure that he wants these creepy video terminals put in at gas stations so people can you know play the slots and stuff at gas stations and r- truck stops. It's so creepy, but he's taking money and making sure that it, it does not pass. He wants every single sports betting bill to have that in it, and people don't want to pass it with that in it. So it keeps failing in the state of Missouri. So. so- so are you telling me that the gas station by my house where the people are always playing slots is that illegal? <laughs> well, I don't, probably. I don't, yeah, I mean, you live kind of in a seedy area, a town. I do, I do. Yeah. So yeah, it's by, by this here studio. As a matter of fact, that's pretty close to here. Yeah. So I just want to give a shout out to Denny Hoskins for yeah. uh, making it's like the sure. opposite of a sponsor on this show. We mentioned him a lot, but not for good reasons. Yeah. No, thank you, Denny. Uh, you know what? Twelve million a year going into Kansas and Iowa and, and Illinois, all the states touching you know Missouri and or sorry, everyone touching St. Louis and, and Kansas City can bet just by making a short drive, but let's make sure we don't get any of that. The two biggest cities in Missouri, let's just let, let all that money go across state lines and help out the schools in the other states. So thank you, Hoskins. I hope, hope that VLT money is, is really helping you out, buddy. All right, I'm not bitter or anything, Killian. Can you tell? Um, okay, here we go. So let's talk more about where do you want to start? Do you want to start with MLB or do you want to start with NFL? Uh, up to you. Obviously, you have a little bit more to contribute on the MLB side. I've got some notes here for NFL. Let's start with MLB. All right. I'll say you feel like ranting. Well, it's just, I mean, the Kansas City Royals. I mean, you know how much I love the Royals, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely love the Royals. I'm a season ticket holder. Um, for years, I've had a, a Kansas City Royals website that I've done from my home studio as well. And But they just have been an absolute disaster so far this year, Killian. Four wins and 15 losses as we do this podcast. How are you we'll feeling s- about it? Was it 63 and a half, though, over? You still like it? Yeah, well... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and apologize uh, on this show. I believe that this team could push 76 wins. I said that before the year. Was that the line? No, no, but that's what I thought. I oh, thought okay, they were going gotcha. I thought I, like, I told yeah, people to bet the over on the wins. Right, yeah. And now if you did, I apologize cuz I don't know if you're going to get it. I think this team might lose 100, which is really in, in fact, Killian, I don't see a way they don't lose 100 because here's the problem. You're sitting there four wins and 15 losses. Lost nine of your last ten. One and twelve at home. Yeah, that's how are you one and twelve? Think about that for a second. What's the winning percentage on that? Like point oh four or something? I mean that's oh, what would it be? Let's look like, at that. Like eight percent, I think. One divided by twelve. I mean no, thirteen actually. Point oh seven six, yeah. Point oh seven that's not that's not seven sixty winning percentage. That's point oh seven. That's seven percent. <laughs> Seven and a half percent. Seven percent of the time. I mean, that is just absolutely pathetic. They ought to be embarrassed for this. And and here's the problem with the Royals right now. And I will say, you know, last offseason, I will say I was pleased to see John Sherman, the owner, the guy that I've been criticizing the last few weeks, to be fair. I was pleased to see him let go of Dayton Moore. I never went to see somebody lose their job. But Dayton Moore's time had, had come to an end here. He had been making decisions based on personal belief and relationships. 
um, more so than product in the field and looking at the big picture for the health of the organization. He was attached to players. He wouldn't move them when they needed to be moved. Wouldn't get value. Drafted poorly. Couldn't develop. It was time for him to go. So the, the fact that Sherman stood up and did that, I was happy with. I was happy they got rid of of the coaching staff with Mike Matheny and Cal Eldred. Brought in the new blood from the Rays and the Guardian systems, respectively. I thought those were great moves. But uh, once again, since John Sherman has owned the team, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, they've been a bottom five payroll every year. And I know this is you know a bottom three market size. I get that. That doesn't give you a right, though, to just sit there and, and beg. And this wouldn't even be as big of a deal if he wasn't sitting there begging for a downtown stadium. Going around all the time on these little tours. I don't know if you remember Killian back in December and January. About every two weeks, he'd be at a different location in Kansas City doing a rally for the downtown stadium. And he would take questions. And he would answer about one question on the ball club. And then talk only about the downtown stadium. And how much it means to the future of Kansas City baseball and development. And, and the Kansas City Star had a nice article yesterday. I don't normally like their stuff much anymore, but it was kind of just to the point, like, if you're going to go around and beg for a new stadium, how about, like, putting an effort into the club? How about trying to field a competitive baseball team? You play in the right. worst division in baseball, the American League Central. You look at teams like Tampa Bay, who play in the toughest division, or arguably the toughest division, the AL East. Year after year, they're competing with a similar payroll, worse stadium, worse fan support. It's because they draft, they develop, and they they know when to move on from players. They move players with a year or two left before they hit free agency and trade them and get value back. The Royals have never done that. They didn't do it again this winter. They could have done it with Scott Barlow. They didn't do it. Now Scott Barlow's got a teeny RA. He's done. Shelf life on a good relief pitcher is three to four years. He's done. He's toast. They, they missed out on him. They missed out on Merrifield by waiting so long to trade him. Um, you know, And some of this I get. Some of this is Dayton Moore's fault. Because, you know, he, he's gone now. So I, I do have to kind of differentiate that, Killian. Mm-hmm. So I will say some of my anger is probably a little unfair because they did make some moves and they're in the first year of a new regime. The problem, though, is the new regime, the GM was Dayton Moore's assistant general manager. It's still his guy. He's been here since 06 in the organization, has J.J. Piccolo, the current GM. So it's kind of difficult to say it's a new regime when it's kind of the same thing. But with that said, it's t- the guy still needs a few years, so I'm, I'm trying to be fair on that. But I'm I'm not upset with, with J.J. Piccolo right now as much. He did screw it up by not trading Scott Barlow. Everyone knew that last winter. Now Scott Barlow's got no value, and he won't have value. Um, you know, they, they probably should look at trading Salvador Perez. I don't think they will, but it's something they should at least think about. And he's off to a little bit of a rough start, but I think he'll turn things around. You don't want to trade fan favorites. I get that, especially when you're clinging to you know ten thousand fans a game right. or less. People, those people that show up want to know who who's on the field. And you know he has been a productive player, and he's been a Royal since day one. And that's you know he's going to Cooperstown someday. So you'd love to see him be a lifetime Royal. I don't know that that's even feasible if he plays another six years. I don't know if they could really keep him here another six years. I don't know if he'll be productive enough at some point to justify that if he has to move out of catcher. But Killian, I just think that. Um, I, I just think the main the main culprit here is is John Sherman, the owner. And the reason I'm so upset right now is the start's awful. Um, the home record is awful. You know, the, just like the whole optics of just saying you need a new stadium and, mm-hmm. and going around asking people and just having this presumptuous, we're going to get this, you know, I don't know. And one thing I will say in defense of John Sherman is I do see people a lot. There, you know, people are conspiracy theorists now about everything. Right. People all the time are telling. Thanks for letting me vent. This feels good, by the way. Yeah, You're over sure. there, like, can I talk here soon? Um, but like, with with John Sherman, like, he's not he's not trying to move the team, guys. I keep I keep seeing people be like, well, people say sabotaging it. So well, yeah, exactly. Move it out. They're like, he wants to sabotage it. He's not spending any money, which is true. 
I mean, again, they're spending no money. And they also won't let go of, of another complaint I have is Hunter Dozier. Why is he still here? There's all these guys here that just are slapdick that should not still be here. That should have been gone two years ago. That they're still running out there trying to recoup trade value. And I can only assume that's because John Sherman wants, I'm paying him either way for this year and next year, so we're going to get value. We're going to play him. That, to me, is more of a Sherman thing than a Piccolo thing, too. I, I forgot to mention that. I'm pissed off about Hunter Dozier playing every day along with not moving Barlow. Those those could come back to Piccolo, but at least one of them, I think, is on Sherman. But the thing I will say to defend, defend Sherman, there is a local ownership group with, you know, there's there's lots of they're all basically all Kansas City people that own this club, right? There's the, Stone the, Street Mahomes. Exactly. Those, guys, those yeah. are the ones people know most is Stone Street and Mahomes. Do you really think that those guys and all Kansas City people are gonna jump on board with this ownership group if, if he's gonna essentially lose games on purpose, sabotage them so bad that nobody goes so that the stadium vote will fail? And then he can move them. I mean, do people really think? And pe- people do think this. Like, I, I think about a third of people that follow the Royals think he legitimately wants to move the team out of Kansas City. He's basically going to put the stadium on, initiative on the ballot next November, and then try to if, if it fails, which it probably will, if, if it's the way it is right now, then he wants to move them. I, I don't. What are your thoughts on that? I just can't see all these local guys being on board. I, I think that's ridiculous. I don't think John Sherman is that kind of dude. I don't. I don't think he's a horrible human being or anything. Right. No, I don't think that. I think you make a great point with the ownership group. These are all local guys, not even just like people that have roots here, but a lot of them are like from here. They live. Yeah. You know, they're very. They like. They probably grew up on the Royals. People like Stone they're, Street. For yeah, they're sure. connected. And so, like, that's a great point. Um, I think that it kind of just goes back to like people are trying to make sense of it. Like, why? Why is this happening? And that's where the fighting has to go. And I mean, that's what conspiracy theories are. I guess it's just trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. So, like, what? What do you think? He's doing. What do you think is wrong? Why is he not spending money? I just think he's a cheap ass. I, I really think he's a cheap ass. I think he wants to pocket money. And then the thing is, MLB, depending on who you believe, they're getting anywhere from seventy to hundred million in revenue sharing. The payroll is what just about just south of ninety. I mean, essentially, their payroll is essentially paid for right. by revenue sharing. Like. It's like, you know, then, then he's got everything else. He's got a TV deal. He's got... Barely. Cons- well, yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> true, true. And nobody can watch it. Yeah. That's a fair point. That's another thing that's horrible about this organization. Nobody can see the damn product anyways, which actually might right. be a good thing this year. Yeah. But, yeah, Bally... But, I mean, then he's got, then he's got you know, concessions, merchandise, tickets. But, like, all that stuff is... He, if his team is already paid for, you know, and let's say that the, that the cable company pays for everyone else's salaries in the organization, the deal... Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still, then it's like, he's still at some point getting profit. The profit's going to be from like ticket sales. He's still going to make money on this club, no matter what. Right. He's still making money. So I think he's a cheap ass. I think he's trying to recoup a little bit from 2020, probably when there weren't fans in the stands and he took maybe, maybe he took a loss that year. It could be. They did pay their minor leaguers. He deserves credit for that. But at the end of the day, it's like at some point that has to run out. That's been three and a half, four years ago. And paying your minor leaguers and all that crap, you know, it's a couple, three million. But it's to him, he's a billionaire. Is it really that big of a deal? Like, I'm glad he did it. I'm not I'm not saying from a humanity. A lot of guys didn't. So he gets credit for that. I just have not been impressed with John Sherman. Now, there's two other things to talk about with this. My prediction of what's going to happen, Killian, is that the stadium vote will pass. It's inevitable it's going to pass. And here's why. What will happen, in my opinion, is after this year, because I don't know if you – did you see the part about where they asked Andy Reid about renovating the practice facility for the Chiefs? I don't think I did, no. And he basically said, no, you know, places we don't expect to be for a long time. Uh, you know, so that effect, he basically said, no, we wouldn't put money into it. It's fine right now. And that, to me, I, I was kind of thinking, huh, is that the Chiefs saying that they're going to move to Kansas? Is that the Chiefs saying the Royals are going to be moving downtown so they're going to get – you know? They're going to turn it into an Arrowhead Village over there, right. where they tear down Kauffman Stadium where it's at now, and do that. 
You know, what's Andy Reid saying with that? Well, what I think he's saying is what I've been saying that I've still never heard anybody else say. I don't think it's that genius of a statement, but nobody ever points this out. What's going to happen, and you can write, mark my words on this, what's going to happen, number one, from a baseball perspective, the Royals will make one or two decently big free agent signings this winter. Because the, 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 the stadium will be on the, the downtown stadium will be on the, about next November in the election. Mm-hmm. So they know that they have to start showing some commitment. Team, yeah. So he'll sign a couple guys, probably extend one or two of, these, of the Bobby Witt types, the Melendez, the Vinny Pasquantinos. He'll do a little bit to make it look like he's more committed. He won't go all in, but he'll, he'll spend some money. And the second thing is the Chiefs are somehow going to get involved with this. Does that mean that the Chiefs, you know, back the Royals' bill and attach themselves to it and they get something out of this somehow, I think it does. Because I think what's going to end up happening is the Chiefs want, like as I've I've always said, they're going to tear down Kauffman Stadium. They'll keep playing in Arrowhead while they construct the new Arrowhead Stadium, which will sit where the current Kauffman is, right? That'll be a retractable roof so that they can get a Super Bowl possibly or and or a Final Four here. Um, Because T-Mobile Center is not big enough for a Final Four. You need stadium, you know, football stadium seating. I think that will happen, and then I think they'll eventually tear down the current Arrowhead and the current practice facility, which is what I think Andy Reid was talking about without talking about it, and he didn't elaborate. And right. then they're going to build some sort of – they're going to have training camp over in the complex. They'll, they'll put some apartments over there, stuff for the players, stuff for the fans. I think that they'll, the Chiefs will have that entire area, and I think they'll somehow – if they don't directly attach themselves to the Royals' bill, they'll somehow back it, and between that – and once you get the Chiefs and and, and Patrick will, will do some things, he's right. a part owner of the Royals. Yeah. What Sherman's not dumb. Well, he knows when Mahomes comes out and does some spots around election next year when Mahomes says vote yes. That's a good point. It's yeah. gonna pass. This is what's this is what's gonna happen. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna benefit both teams. It will pass next November. I still have no doubts about that. But that with that said, the optics is horrible. I don't think Sherman's trying to move the team. I don't think Sherman's a horrible human being. He's done some really good things in the community. I do think Sherman's been a slap dick owner. I think he's a cheap ass. I don't appreciate it. Um, he's not putting no effort into this club. I, and I, I hate the optics that he's been doing with. Like going around and just putting it in your face about the stadium. If you like, act like you at least care. At least try to put a a, a semi competitive team on the field in the worst division of baseball. Clearly, and I'm not asking you to go out and spend like the Padres or the Mets. And right. you know, I'm not saying he can afford a 200 million payroll because he can't. I'm not saying he can probably even afford a 150. I doubt they can do that. They could. This team could certainly be spending 125 million, 110 million. Even if they don't think they're ready to win yet, go out and spend. Get two or three free agents and at least get close to winning half your games. Get some momentum. Get people interested you know create a culture for these young guys coming up where they want to be here and they feel like there's something to play for every night and there's some veterans around to help them mm-hmm. you know and, and the weakest division it, create some buzz for the fans act like you care and that's my big complaint with sherman now one other thing before we get to nfl is we should talk about oakland a's yeah this is going to segue into yeah and that's what some people are talking about is that you know the the, the sherman um uh you know uh conspiracy theories are, are kind of fueled a little bit extra the last 48 hours but people are saying well look what vegas is doing they're basically financing the stadium they're offering all these deals like what if how do we know sherman doesn't have a deal with nashville or salt lake city or portland and you know once this fails i don't think that's going to happen again i I think you agree but what are your thoughts on uh on baseball in vegas i'm kind of excited the the stadium will be not too far from uh the flamingo i do feel bad for those fans in oakland they lose every damn team to vegas no that's what i was gonna say it just seems like one after another they're losing everybody i mean the warriors didn't like leave leave they're still yeah in the general area, they're basically San Francisco, though. Yeah, now. but I'm, but I'm, yeah, they did leave, and then on top of that, yeah, the the Raiders and now the Athletics are 
gone, gone. They're, they're losing more teams than St. Louis loses NFL teams, man. Oh, I know, yeah. And so it's been, yeah, awful for them. Really, really feel for the fans. I mean, I'm sure that the baseball – Vegas is a great place for live sports. You know, It'll be retractable, too, so it sure, won't be yeah. too bad in the summer. So I'm sure, I'm sure that'll be awesome. But, you know, the Vegas fans don't need it. Like the Oakland fans, I definitely feel for them losing a team. Another My team. question is, will the possum that's been in the broadcast booth for a year and a half that – they can't use the visiting bro. Well, I don't understand why they can't use it. Why can't you just go in and get it out? Do they just want to be humanitarian about it? Like, well, I'm not saying kill the damn thing, but, but take traps. it out and move it. They have, they have all kinds of businesses for that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Why? But the, uh, for those who don't know, Google it. There's it's, or look on social media. There's an actual picture of the possum. There's like a family of possums. It's the same one that's been living in the visiting broadcast, well, visitors broadcast the, booth in the press they'll, box. They'll catch them now so they can transplant them to Vegas. <laughs> I just can't figure out why they can't move them somewhere else. We had to keep our Oakland flavor a little bit, so we put the (laughs) the possums back in the visiting booth. (laughs) Oh, God. Man, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, hey, the A's have one of the better movies, baseball movies about them, of course, in Moneyball. Great flick. Um, MLB-wise, what do you think about – if there's two more expansion teams, pick two of these three cities. Where would you like to see cities between Nashville, Portland, and Salt Lake City? Uh, what does Salt Lake got? It's just got Indianapolis has also been rumored as a yeah. I don't know. Salt Lake has the Jazz. I say it's just the Jazz and a big lake. That's so funny to me that like I know that Jazz came from New Orleans, whatever, and it makes a lot more sense. But just that it's the Utah Jazz of all places. Um, I'm gonna say Portland and Nashville though. I think are most likely. Yeah, I think so too. I think those. I think those would be the. You know, I'd like to see Salt Lake too. I lived in Utah as a kid, and a good friend of us, uh, Jeremy Guthrie, former Royals pitcher, is, is involved with that. Um, you know, spent some time at BYU and everything, so he has mm-hmm. a lot of ties in Utah. So he's trying to help get a team in Salt Lake. So I'd be happy for him, and it'd be pretty cool to have that as well. But he also lives in Portland, so I'm sure he'd be thrilled with Portland. He probably wants Salt Lake in Portland if you ask yeah. him. So, but yeah, I think, I think Nashville is inevitable that they're going to get I a think team. They have to, it's yeah. just such a growing and cool city, right? Like that just seems like a place where they're going to have baseball. It does seem too big to not have one. Yeah. So, all right. Well, for those who don't care about baseball or vice versa, we're switching to NFL now. So, if you only want to hear baseball, right. uh, we do have a lock of the week though at the end of the show that is baseball for tonight. So, if you want to, if you want to, if you don't care about the NFL and you want to fast forward to the end to hear the lock, I'm I'm cool with that. But let's do NFL now. Hopefully, everyone will stick around for NFL. All right. Yeah. So we just got some headlines to cover. I uh, wrote down a bunch of stuff in no particular order, but I will start with the Chiefs first of all. Um, since and I, it's been a few weeks, like since, like we said, since we uh, talked about this. So I may have covered a few of these last episodes. I think this has all been since that, though. Um, first of all, Blaine Gabbert, new Chiefs backup quarterback, most likely just signed with the Chiefs. Him and Bouchelle, right? Him and Bouchelle be competing for it. Yeah, but um, no, we like that signing quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I think it's another a good, veteran guy in the QB room. Uh, and yeah, someone that like was expected to do quite a bit out of college wasn't quite there, but uh, it's been a solid backup. Yeah, so. he went to Jacksonville and just could never get it going. He was there, I believe, back when they dressed, they drafted Justin Blackman, this a talented as hell receiver at Oklahoma State that was just a screw up, could never stay in the field, was always in trouble legally and stuff and it was too bad because they're supposed to be those two were kind of supposed to be like the the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars but hey Jacksonville ended up getting themselves a a pretty doggone good quarterback before you get to the next headline let's talk about Trevor Lawrence what do we think he what do we think he's going to end up being in the NFL is he ever going to approach the Joe Burrow Josh Allen kind of that tier one with Mahomes you know I guess you could put if you want to put Jalen Hurts you could maybe Mm -hmm. like though do you see him in that class i mean because think about it he it's like he does have weapons but he doesn't have the same weapons as the other guys do so it's like kind of hard to tell how do you think he would be if he was on the Bengals or the bills do you think he's still not as good as those other guys i mean i think we saw a big jump last year i'm sure there'll be one again this year probably not you know as big it'll 
kind of you know decrease year after year. But um, no, I think he's going to look good this year. I think he could uh, end up really close to a Joe Burrow. He does have some weapons. Right, Evan Ingram is looking better every year. They just franchise tagged him. I mean, that's another guy that's going to be there. Uh, and don't forget. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is back. Yeah. And we're going to talk about we'll we're talk gonna, about betting. We're uh, going to talk about sports betting with NFL players in the minute. Calvin bet. Ridley is off of his suspension, yeah. so he's back. Uh, I saw Marvin Jones is gone. He actually went back to the Lions. Oh, I didn't see that. Did yeah. you? Really? Yeah. So the the Jones not brothers are no more. Ah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I I, I, I like uh, I like where Trevor Lawrence is at. I think that he is going to have a big year. Yeah, that's that's it's a random guy I was thinking about. Okay, what's the next one? Okay, uh, so no, the next Chiefs one is that uh, Richie James is coming to the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, the 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 New York uh, Giants eventual wide receiver one. Are we just gonna take all of their wide receivers? Uh, Are we taking Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard at some point? Is I, that gonna happen? Slayton is uh, is is signed for, for New York, but <laughs> we know that for a fact. Just but, wait, draft day trade, dude. But no, no, I I like Richie James as a signing. I think that he's a, a pretty cheap signing that'll end up doing some good work for us. We saw what him and Danny Dimes did last year after the. Their whole uh, receiving core either uh, fell off or went to us. So, Richie James seems like a nice replacement for Hardman, right? He see, seems yeah, like I he's like maybe that. an upgrade over Hardman mm-hmm. or the same thing, yeah. kind of. I see him kind of as just Hardman in this offense. And I don't know, man. I, we should. Do you have any more about the Chiefs before? I have one more. Okay, and this you, one. Just, one more this one something. just came out yesterday, I think. But uh, apparently, Veach says that the Chiefs are undecided on uh, picking up Clyde edwards hilaire's fifth year option. They're not so going to pick him up. I don't think they do. Either. He didn't even show up for the parade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's toast. They don't need him. I do want to see him bring back McKinnon, though. Yeah. I really want McKinnon back in this mm-hmm. club, and I mean, we've seen lots of posture, you know, promoting from Tony trying to get him to come back. I think I think he'll end up. I mean, that guy's a monster at pass blocking, and just. Yeah. It's like you just save him for he's undersized. He's now 32, I believe. So he's you know, down to his last couple years. But you, he's one of those guys you just hold him out for the back half of the year, keep him fresh, and he really right. He, I mean, he's awesome in the pass game. Oh you yeah, can't just put him in for pass, obviously, because then yeah. But I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable running back wise where they're at. You know, if if you bring McKinnon back, um, you know, with Pacheco, right. Um, and then I don't know. Did they officially bring back? Is there any news on Melvin Gordon or Ronald Jones? Ronald Jones somewhere else. Somewhere else. Ronald Jones. I uh, have him on here. He went to the Cowboys. That's for what one I thought. Year. Yeah. Yeah. He, maybe he's trying to take over as the new Z. Melvin Gordon. Gordon. I don't know. I mean, he seemed to have a pretty good attitude about not playing last year, so he could be back. I don't know how much we use him, but he's he's still. Okay, yeah. couldn't hold on to the ball last year. It's too bad they didn't get Lenny Fournette. I saw them for a while rumored to get Lenny Fournette here. That right. didn't happen. Yeah, but I don't think they need to spend money on a running back. I, I just think, and what I do want to talk about with the Chiefs, that's why I asked if you were almost done, mm-hmm. is what do we think? Because they've got 10 draft picks. I'm going to make my own line on this. There's 10 draft picks for the Chiefs. Well, let me ask you two questions. The first okay. question, well, three questions. The first question is, do you think, and, and we'll have we'll talk more about the draft next week. We'll have a show next Wednesday. Um, since it's coming here to KC, but yep. I'm excited like you are about that. Um, do we think, first of all, that the Chiefs hold Pat at 31? Do they trade up? Do they trade down? That's my first question. What do you think they do with that 31st draft pick? Because generally he likes to trade. Yeah, if anything, I think we'd probably trade up, but I don't know. I uh, I did see that people were talking about, I don't know how realistic it is, but uh, Zay Flowers was working out with uh, Mahomes the other day. He's probably the number one receiver in the class. People They're saying that we'd have to trade up pretty far to get him, but that's a possibility. Which is Let's get to my next question, because I agree with you that they probably trade up. My next question for you is, they have 10 draft picks right now. Mm-hmm. If they trade up, they're obviously going to have to give up a, a couple, three draft picks, right? Sure. So maybe not all this year, but at least a couple this year. If someone's giving up like a top 10 pick, you're giving them your first round pick, your second round pick. You know, you're probably giving them like something like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe your first round pick and a third round pick is probably more realistic. So with that said, they have 10 draft picks right now. Over, under, 
eight and a half. How many draft picks will the Chiefs end up making in this draft at the end of the draft? Will they be drafting nine or more or eight or less? I'm going to say it's a good line, but I'll say they they draft eight. So under. I think so, too. I think they're going to trade two to three picks. Mm-hmm. I think they end up with seven or eight picks, so I'll go under. And then finally, my last question is, when they give up the draft capital, are they trading up to get the aforementioned Mahomes combo receiver you just mentioned, or are they trading to try to get like you know an Ayuk yep. type or some of these other? Are they trading to get an actual established NFL receiver, a DeAndre Hopkins deal somehow, or are they trading up to draft a wide receiver? Because I do think, and do you agree, receiver is probably the thing they're targeting most right now. Receiver, we talked a little bit about another tackle, maybe, yeah. but I mean, you know, maybe another edge rusher, some guys on defense, yeah, for sure. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're probably the best. There's still a lot of uh, free agents floating out there, and I think that we probably pick up someone that's a little bit more established. Then, do you, so do you think they're more apt to just trade up and get the guy they want than they are to, to trade draft capital to get in it like a, a Hopkins or a or a um, Ayuk type thing? You're saying that you think they will trade to draft more likely? No, I'm saying I think they trade to take someone that's already established. Like, so, like Oh, you think they will? Yeah, I think so. I think, oh! I'm saying I think they take someone like an Ayuk or a Hop, a D-Hop. I know D-Hop has basically said via what like facial expressions here in Buffalo, but yeah, you saw that interview, right? Yeah, of course, where he couldn't say but the four teams, like, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, here in Buffalo are the ones he wants. Um, do you have to be great to have? I I don't know. I just think that we've got a really young receiving core. We've got all this draft capital. Why don't we just go get someone that we need? I just don't think you can trust. I, I, he's never stayed healthy. How can Tony? And I know it's a smaller sample, but I mean, it's a couple years. Yeah. Like, how can you trust that guy to be your number one receiver? How mm. could you? There's no way. Yeah, and I, I thought that it was like and I know we have Kelsey. I get it, but people, come on. And people always said they were like, you know, he doesn't really want to play in New York. He's kind of milking that injury or whatever. And sure, that, is, that is true a little bit. Like, yeah, we saw the difference in him not wanting to play and wanting to play. He still couldn't. Sometimes he was still made of glass. Like we said, he's a stud. He's probably capable of being our number one, but he just can't stay healthy enough. He's, yeah, I don't think you can go it. in. So. Oh. Man, what I what I hope they will do is a guy like Ayuk's. Then you know, then you're not. So you don't. So you don't think they're going to trade up into the first round? Then you, you think they're going to use those draft picks to get a Hopkins type guy? If they do, I think it's uh, it might be for a lineman instead, or even. Like, I mean, it's possible they could. Uh, one thing about Veach is it seems like he does try to like overcompensate and make sure he fixes an area. Right. They could arguably go the cheaper, the quote unquote cheaper route as far as money goes and draft capitalize. Maybe you trade up and try to get a really good receiver you like. Yeah. And you try to get in that 15 range or something and you give up two of your draft picks this year. You lose, you know, one, sorry, one extra this year. You give up your first round this year, maybe your fourth this year. Yeah. And then maybe one later in the year. And then maybe, so maybe they do that and get their second or third favorite college kid. And then maybe they also trade, you know, a third rounder this year, a fifth rounder this year and get Ayuk or something. Like maybe you end up with Ayuk and a call. Maybe that's what they do is they get two receivers and then the rest of the picks end up just getting as much defense as they yeah, can. So you I don't think know. we probably draft someone for like a Frank Clark replacement. Yeah, kind of area. I do. Yeah, I yeah. Think so too. The question is though, I think it's either I, I think it's yeah, I think it's a rusher or I think it's a receiver with their first pick. But I don't know. They're so final answer then. Final answer. You think they're going to trade to get an established guy? Yeah. And then do you think they're more likely than a draft defense and not do two receivers to pick up one guy on draft? Through this draft, either yeah, I think that I think our. I mean, they'll draft somebody late, but I'm <clears throat> saying like in a staff. Yeah, like our a, receiving core, even losing McCullough, is still pretty like thick. It's just that you know we need that star guy. So but they're, I, yeah, they're just all like guys, kind exactly, of. Exactly. Yeah. Mahomes makes them into good players. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not bad. No, no, not at all. But, but like outside of Tony, most of these guys are just guys. Mm-hmm. I could see Sky Moore coming on and have a really good year. We kind of saw it a little bit at the back, but um, but yeah, I don't know. 
Interesting. I saw they brought back Justin Watson for a couple of years. It's mm-hmm. a good thing. Okay, yeah, what else Justin you got? Justin Ross on the. Uh, yeah, that, if he can ever stay healthy. Too. Uh, but, okay. Yeah, it's not, we we have options. I mean, it's not like there's not numbers there. There's plenty. The problem is though, they're just any team can sit there and list seven or eight guys that their entire wide receiver roster. It doesn't mean they're going to be healthy and good. So that's that's where we're at. Luckily with us, they don't have to be that good because you've got Mahomes and Reed there. Yeah. How do you think? Real quick, last Chiefs thing. How do you think Bianami is going to do? Is he going to get? Exposed because he has a, a you know kind of a crappy offense and situation there, and not the quarterback. Or how do you think he'll do with the Commanders? Yeah, I mean it's definitely not the same team he's been working with. I think that he'll uh, show up pretty well. I think that uh, that you know it, it will be a good optics thing for him. He'll he'll end up uh, proving himself there, but I don't think that he's going to have like crazy success, like go deep deep in the playoffs or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else you got? Okay. Um, I will uh, run through some quick ones. Just uh, I think this might happen before the last show, but uh, Baker to the Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, they're thinking that they probably draft a QB two. I think you have to. Uh, uh, that will is it Levi's or Levis or however you say it. Yeah, I think that, that he's, he's, he's number he's two cut, though, isn't he? Uh, people are saying he might go there. I don't know. It depends. Are they going to trade up? What are they picking at? Maybe I don't know. Huh. But I I just seen that as a projection possibility. Um, but uh, what else we got? Robert Woods to the Texans uh, from the. Titans. We've got Samaje P. Ryan went to the Broncos. I wish we had Robert Woods, by the way. I like Robert yeah, Woods. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind Samaje P. Ryan even. But, I wouldn't mind him either. Uh, Ronald Jones to the Cowboys, like we mentioned, yeah. for a one-year deal. Uh, Allen Robinson's going to the Steelers. Which that I, guy, that I, he might be okay there. Man, yeah. I was. I thought when he went to, I thought that guy was going to be just an absolute. No, stud. I did too on the Rams. Yeah, but the Rams fell apart this year, man. Yeah, he just didn't. Year. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, your favorite guy's name to say, Olamide Zacchaeus, going oh, yeah. to the Eagles from the uh, Falcons. Leaving the Falcons. Yeah. and then Leaving uh, the Desmond Ritter show. And then no surprise, uh, CeeDee Lamb got picked up for his fifth year by the Cowboys. Uh, what else we've got? Uh, huge five-year, $255 million contract for Jalen Hurts. Uh, good for him. Congratulations. Yeah, good for him. Uh, I've seen that meme uh, where it's like, uh, Stephen A. Smith saying, how, how do you do that? Like, he's yelling it over yeah, and over. Yeah. I see people post that, and they're like, Lamar watching uh, Jalen Hurts get this deal. I just think Lamar's a bad teammate from what I hear and kind of piece together, and I don't think he wants to play football. I mean, it just it just seems like he he, he definitely could have come back and played last year. Yeah. Like, I mean, bro, come on. I you think, come on. I, I know you're angry, and you want every last penny you can get. You you and your kids and your kids' kids can already retire. Just play. Right. Yeah. You're going to get paid. Like, quit acting like you're going to get hurt That's all the, the time. I've never, like, had anywhere near that much money but as someone who doesn't it seems like it doesn't matter man like like just play yeah 20 million a year 25 million a year whatever you know yeah but his whole thing is i don't want to get hurt well and I, every and guy I, playing and i get kind of the stalemate that they're in where the nfl teams are like we don't want to guarantee you a bunch of money but it's not like he's on a rookie contract because you're, yeah because you might get hurt and he's like well i might get hurt <laughs> i need to have this money guaranteed so like yeah yeah I mean, it's a tough one, but um, obviously, uh, still nothing on Lamar. We assume he'll be back, but we assume Rodgers is going to the Jets. Yeah, so. yeah but um, OBJ did go to the Ravens. He's saying that he uh, was not promised anything in regards yeah, to Jackson. Yeah, good uh, So we'll see. I mean, there's kind of been an argument there on a lot of like the you know first take type shows. Enjoy that, and we're playing with the most overhyped receiver tight end in the NFL, by the way. Right. Yeah. Not saying Andrews is bad. He's not, but he is not he is, elite. Yeah, he is overhyped, but. Um, no, I think that people are arguing over whether that's true about OBJ not hearing anything on Lamar on whether he gets to play oh, with him or not. Obviously, he knows. Come but, on. But uh, the people are saying, you know, 
the one side of it is, of course he knows. He wouldn't go there without knowing. The yeah. other side is, hey, you know, at this point in his career, I don't think he cares about winning as much as he just cares about getting that paycheck. That's he got paid true. a lot, and so he doesn't care who he he's plays He's going to be a disaster there. Do not draft him in fantasy this year. He yeah. will get, he's Unless his ADP is like the ninth round. <laughs> <laughs> say, yeah, he's like a last couple rounds guy for me this year. Yeah, like, good luck with that one. Although, I mean, to be fair, Devin Duvernay was their stud last year, so who right. knows? <laughs> but, but he wasn't a stud, though. That's the thing. He was our number one, but he wasn't a stud. Hey, by the way, we didn't talk about the... Uh, the uh, gambling. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's uh, going back to mostly the Lions. I'll pull up the. Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna pick up Jamison Williams for cheap and for the back half of the year I for mean, the playoff run, dude? He, he looked, in fantasy, he looked pretty decent back half of this year after he got back from. <laughs> Can you imagine how many targets Amon Ross St. Brown is gonna get the oh, first it's six weeks? Crazy. He's <laughs> gonna get like seventeen well, targets. Well, guess, who else they got? Like I said, I know that Marvin <laughs> Jones Jr. is back. But I got rid of Hawkinson, they so he's gone. Hawkinson, yeah. I mean, DeAndre Swift, if he stays healthy, he's gonna yeah. get some targets. I mean, I, who else do they have? Marvin Jones. I mean, they got rid of Watkins. They got rid of, and they got rid they of got Williams. Rid of Chark, didn't they? Who? Chark. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't remember where he went. But, but it's it's I'm telling you, St. Brown is going to get like legitimately like 15 targets a week. Yeah, I mean, he, he did some he weeks did, last yeah. year. But. <laughs> okay, so uh, the four players uh, who – what is it? Jamison Williams uh, was one of them. Quint- six games, right? Uh, yeah, six games for him. For gambling. And then um, Quintez Cephas and C.J. Moore from that team have been suspended indefinitely. Which means they were betting, betting on, the on NFL. NFL games, it right. says. And, and then, then the Commanders. Who was the Commanders guy again? Uh, Shaka Tony. Yeah, Shaka Tony. Okay, he so also, for those who don't know, the guys that are suspended for the year or longer means that they pulled a Calvin Ridley and bet on NFL games, which, come on, guys. Which I, I'm going to say that they probably didn't go as far as, you know, betting on their own stuff. No, they didn't throw the games. They, right. did, they did say that. that they, they did. NFL did say, and of course the it NFL is going to say. Yeah, right. I get they're going to say this even if they did because they don't want a yeah. big scandal, but they're saying that they didn't bet on – they didn't affect anything with games. Sure, they weren't throwing anything. No they, integrity. They, they bet on a game they were involved in, or they bet on themselves to do well, or so, you know something like that. But the other ones, here's what's so stupid about Skillion is that the six gamers, like Jamison Williams, for example, they he was betting on college football, but he did so at the facility. So you're allowed in the NFL per I read the stupid agreement, and and it's all lawyer talk, but I was able to piece this together. You are allowed to bet on. Other things besides the NFL, right? Right. But you can't do that while you're at the stadium or the practice facility. Like, so if he would have been at like Quick Trip, yeah, it's just for those here in Canada, they don't have Quick Trip out there. But if he would have been at the Phillips 66 or in his apartment or you know a bar and made the bets, no problem. Right. As long as it's not in the NFL, you cannot bet in the NFL if you're in the NFL anywhere, or you, or if you're a personal, if you're a team member, if you're a trainer, if you're anything with an NFL paid by an NFL franchise, you cannot bet. On the NFL, and however, I did see at least. I mean, this articles come or this stories come up a million different places. ESPN, Twitter, all over that. One of them I did see say that like they really harped on the fact that they they make them read and sign and like read to them the agreement every year on gambling. So like it, you, this is one of those things where you're like, man, it seems like a little technicality. Like he might not have even known, but he knew. They definitely yeah. knew. So like. Did you, I'm just not, saying did you it's not stupid. know there's geolocation on those apps? <laughs> I know exactly. Just I mean, I get it. It's kind of ticky tack, but the, you're right. I mean, but I'm just saying how kind of stupid it is. He could have made the bet. Let's say he bet on Ohio State to beat you know Michigan, yeah. but he did so in the locker room instead of doing it. He could have done it in his living room or at the gas station, but he did it while at the facility, and that's what the problem was. So that's why they got six games. So you know what? I guess I guess I'm team NFL on this. Try to hold the integrity of the game because and and and, and I do worry about this a little bit, Killian. Is mm-hmm. is this is sports betting goes legal in every state, which will happen, other than Utah probably. 
you know, in another five, ten years, probably right. Missouri, because Denny Hoskins will still be here. Probably Missouri and Utah will be the two states that never go legal. But, um, you know, I do worry about more about college games because, like, right. some of these smaller games, because they have lines for – it's incredible, but they have lines for everything. Yeah. You know, and, like, I, I'm just going to throw out an example. Like, nothing – UMKC's never done anything, but, like – there's like not much money on UMKC. Those those schools are a school like that. We're, we're Delaware State, whoever you want to choose. Southern Utah. These schools are Division One. They have lines every game. They're not getting NIL money, so they're not getting paid to play. So I mean, if somebody comes to them, it's like, hey, bro, I'll throw you five thousand dollars tonight. Like, that's what I'm worried about. Is like the smaller schools. I'm not worried about the integrity of the professional sports because they make so much money and they're so policed. Right. I don't worry about that. But I what I worry about with things getting in trouble is eventually I'm worried that there'll be some scandal. In college, because we saw that back in the day with Arizona State and, and some other ones. Northwestern right. had a player in football that did it. But what and, are your thoughts on that? No, and I could never uh, like fault the NFL for coming down harshly on these people. Like people a lot last year were pointing to the Calvin Ridley versus yeah. uh, Deshaun Watson thing and saying, "Look, he got five games for this," and then Calvin Ridley got the whole. And that's a fair uh, criticism yeah. for the Deshaun Watson side. But I think that you can't just say, "Hey, you, you, these guys shouldn't be penalized much for gambling." I get that it's sticky tack, but really they do have to put their foot down because the second that like. I mean, people already are, like you said, so conspiracy-minded. The second that the like the integrity oh, of the game comes anyways. into question, like yeah. it just it ruins everything for them. So like they really, really have to keep a sharp eye on that and come down hard on anybody that like has anything close to like, you know, even even close to gambling on a game. How often? Okay, here's the here's the thing with the NFL. I think if there's ever a scandal, it's going to be Tim Donahue part two, but in the NFL or or an umpire at MLB. Like, I don't think the players. I just think they're too well compensated in their watch. I would like to know what kind of monitoring there is though, like on officials, because I'm telling you, man, sometimes there is such bad officiating or such bad umpiring. There was one MLB game this year. I forget who it was. There was one game where I, I watch. Now that I'm single, I watch like nine, oh, not nine hours, like six hours of MLB, like five days a week, right? Mm-hmm. And I flip game to game and I, I, I follow them all. And there was one game I was watching where I started to wonder if it was like if the umpires were trying to throw it, like legitimately. Yeah. And, it's, and I'm not a conspiracy guy. I just wonder how, how do you, do you think they do follow these people? And do you agree with me that if there is going to be a big professional sports scandal, it's more likely to be an official versus a player just because how the the officials are not paid near as much and all that? I think, yeah, just getting into like the logistics of it. I mean, that's one thing that like, you know, I'm not a very conspiracy minded people person and like what, you know, kills off a lot of it is just feasibility like yeah the, th- the thing is you can't have like everybody in the nfl know about this like, like you have to have we, a lot of we've people. talked about this before like you're telling me someone like ab isn't going to get mad at the in- nfl and be like guess what guys here's my script from 2017 right right or whatever but uh but like with the refs it's actually like it's a very small group of people so like i think it is logical that it could happen and it's definitely i think that they must vet the hell out of those guys when they at that level i'm sure it's like it's like my friend who got hired at the white house and they had the fbi come to my house and ask me questions about him i'm sure that they vet well, the hell out of things you were doing though to be fair what no i'm just kidding that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah no i'm sure that, that that's a lot of it is just like who these guys are and really watching them i'm sure that there's all kinds of ways to monitor but there's also i'm sure all kinds of ways around it i'm sure that it has happened well, it's just, it'd be so easy. I just, I, mean, I just think like from my mind, I'm like, how hard would it be for, you know, most of these guys are like, I guess, I think a lot of them, most of them don't just do that full time. A lot of them have other jobs or a lot of them are like lawyers and stuff like that. Huh. But like, how hard would it be? And they live like in normal neighborhoods. For, I mean, it's, I guess it's the same thing for a player too, technically. 
you know, they could give their boys hints or their their family members hints or but whatever. Just, like, you should go bet on this. I'm not going to bet on it, but here's a tip for you. Like this we saw here, like, I mean, for betting on a sport you're allowed to bet on in the wrong space, I mean, it just seems like it's not worth the risk for these guys that are high paid, like you said. Even coaches, like, it's just it's, it's just funny when you can wager on so many things. Like, a coach could bet the over on four and a half receptions, and if he really wanted to, he, yeah, could, he, pro- just call plays. he could probably make sure that that guy got that. Or it's, it's just interesting because I, like I feel like the place where it's most likely to crack is maybe coaching, but most NFL. Because how hard would it be for an official to just tell his longtime neighbor, who he's known for 40 years, hey— you know, hey, have your son. Yeah, have your son put yeah, this right. in. Don't yeah. tell him why, or you know, get two people away from you. Sure, yeah. Have you do it? There's no geofencing showing you. You don't have an account. Like I don't know. I just do, but, do you think that does the, happen? I think yeah. No, that that probably has happened. Or do you um, think like there's people not throwing games, but maybe like coaches or players being like, hey, or like I'm not, like let's just say Jared Goff. They tell him like. You need to target the tight end all the time, and he's going to be open. Do you, like, do you think there's ever been a player in the NFL? I'm not just saying golf in general, but sure, yeah. who would go then to his college roommate or his friends who are broke or average people and say, "Hey, you want to make some money? I'm going to be throwing in a lot this week." To blah blah blah, it's three and a just half. Just like yeah, like the insider. Do you think that version? happens? I think that has to happen. I think. I mean, there's so many college athletes, and most of them and are pro. just college dudes, you know. <laughs> and yeah. so, I mean, like that's the kind of thing that I mean, I'm sure. In college, we would have been all about if we could have found. Oh it. yeah, yeah, you know, like. And, <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, I was friends with college athletes so, at like, Nebraska, and like you said, it's not like nefarious stuff of like, hey, throw this, but like, hey, man, you make over four threes tonight. I'm gonna send you some money. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Just like this. laughs> exactly. It's not like we don't. All, we don't I'm want say, you- all I'm saying is you should shoot some threes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing too. Like, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's interesting. I. Man, sports sports betting is so interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm glad we do this the podcast. The conspiracy episode. Yeah, the conspiracy <laughs> episode. I don't think that's. I just think that. I'm just more. I I don't think it's so much. Do we think it happens? I'm just want to know how the much show. it happens. Yeah, of course it happens. Because there's just so many. Like there's like every school in the country you can bet on their football or right. basketball. Even the freaking um, you know FCS and FBS. Both of those levels have you know. Same with college. And I, I guess that uh, to some degree, like the books even kind of know what happens but like you said we talked about this situation uh Arizona State exactly yeah and the way they found out is because All it, it got out of hand and they were like this small like game that means nothing yeah, this small game has like 10 grand on one side no it's, 10 million t- okay yeah so that's a lot different but uh but exactly I mean yeah so like it, it's stuff like that where I mean it's the same as like someone in in like uh you know, like say they say they sell drugs and they make money. Like if you're making like a couple hundred dollars, the government doesn't care. It's when you, you right. get greedy. It's the like we always say the, uh, the pigs, pigs get fat, <laughs> hogs get slaughtered. Yep, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Right. That's right. Hey, by the way, let's feed you right now. Let's do our lock of the week. Let's feed the people, Killian. Let's All give right. them some money. You ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's make you some money on FanDuel with Dave O's lock of the week. We are 46 wins and 22 losses on the lock of the week, and Daddy is red hot. Seven Seven days in a row I've won on MLB. Make it eight. I've got a game for you tonight, Friday, April 23rd. Actually, it's not a game. It's a money line parlay. One single bet, though. Killian, the guy on the camera right now on TikTok. Do you think there's a sushi place at the Mall of America? There's got to be, right? I think so. I'm ready to have some sushi at the Mall of America. What I'm talking about is a two-team money line parlay. The Minnesota Twins and Tyler Molly taking on the weak ass. Washington Nationals and 
The Royals? Oh, it stinks in here. That's just from watching them. Oh, my gosh. They're taking on Otani tonight. I guarantee he likes sushi. He's got to like sushi, right? Uh, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like he would. Anyway, take them together, the Twins and the Angels. Let me double-check on FanDuel Sportsbook. Yep, minus 111 is what that Moneyline Parlay becomes. 111 bucks gets you 100. You do the math from there. You will win. Let's go! <laughs> what do you think about that? Thanks for leaving me hanging right there when I asked you. Well, by I, the way, I don't know if I can say Tommy likes sushi. Is that well, I, everyone in Japan likes sushi. Isn't that like the national dish? No, yeah, you're right. You're right. right? Yeah, I, think, like giving you I don't eat. I, I don't eat sushi, but I mean, I think uh, J- Japan is famous for sushi, man. I, everyone yeah. I talk to that goes there is like, man, you the sushi's sushi is the best. No, I don't eat sushi at all. Recommend. Do you? you try, yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, I've gone out to with you to dinner. We went to Dakota oh, sorry, Grill. We went to a sushi restaurant. We went to Dakota Grill and you <laughs> yeah. had sushi. And you had what? Like a, a steak? burger. Yeah, a burger. <laughs> <laughs> Hamburger. Yeah. It's like going to a Mexican and restaurant. A whiskey and Coke. Yeah, and a whiskey and Coke. Like a Jack and Coke. The go-to, uh, yeah, sushi restaurant. Yep. Yep. All right. Neil, well, anything else to add? I don't think so, man. You gonna ride with me tonight? It's Absolutely, a great parlay. Yeah. Legitimately, yeah, it's well, yeah. I would have. Like I said, you, I hadn't heard your bets the last few nights, but you've been doing well. I'll so start texting I'll, them I'll to you from on. now on. Well, unless that's what makes them go bad, and then you can just keep. Okay. I'll we'll, start. We'll, we'll, we'll I'll send you screenshots once yeah. the bets are right. like halfway through. We'll then. do some testing here. We'll take it. Ride with us tonight, though. It's a great bet. Uh, the Angels and the Twins. All right, brother man. We'll be back next week on Wednesday. We will do a little, a uh, little bit more talk about the draft, and, and of course, it's here in Kansas City, so we'll have more about that. Look for a show next Wednesday. As always, tell a friend, subscribe, smash that like button, leave us a nice comment. If you think we suck, don't make a comment. It's okay to make fun of me, though, and you know, send me hateful messages on, on Twitter. That's fine, too. Yeah, do Be that. Be hateful. Do that Take out your aggression on me like my coworker Mallory up Clubhouse here at the radio combos. station. <laughs> That's right. All right, Killian. Until next time. We are out. Powered by FanDuel, it's the KC Press Box with Davo and Killian White.